RadioInfluence.com. Welcome to America's Most Positive Podcast, The Jim Fannin Show. Be it life, business, sports, or any other facet of your life that you want to improve, Jim can help you become your best, most authentic self. Now, here is your host, the coach of champions, Jim Fannin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Jim Fannin Show. I'm Jim Fannin. Today's episode is all about hope. Hope. The feeling of of wanting something to happen and thinking that it could happen. The definition of hope. A feeling that something good will happen or be true. Do you want a better life? Of course you do. But do you have hope and is your hope relentlessly consistent or does it fluctuate? Does it depend on the day? Does it depend on the mood? Does it depend on who you associate with at that moment? You want a better life. Do you have consistent hope? It may be time to migrate to a completely different mindset. Today, across this globe, tens of thousands of refugees, Syria, across the Middle East, Africa, South America, Asia, various countries, they're fleeing the negatives of their situation, their poor conditions, and their circumstances. They collectively run from religious, political, and social oppression with all seeking a refuge of independence, freedom, and possibility. Many leave their homes with little more than the clothes on their backs. Mental migration, although not physical, is a similar journey of hope. Would you like to be free from worry? Worry, that nagging thought, that nagging little voice in the back of your mind. Worry, anchored of what happened in the past, projected into the future, now causing you anxiety, Fear. Would you like to be free from anxiety, fear, and negative stress? Of course. Aren't you fatigued from the negative rhetoric of our times? That's easy. Watch the news. Read the newspapers. Read the, read the news feeds. Tens of millions of people from various backgrounds are making their personal psychological and spiritual journey to a better life. That's happening right now. And you may not see it as you say good morning to a neighbor as he pulls out of his driveway to go off to work, but he's already started the mental migration of hope. This phenomenon, it's happening right now. People around the world want freedom from negativity while they pursued their vision of personal prosperity. This positive quest for a new beginning, well, it requires discipline, a blueprint. That's definite. It requires focus on a regular daily basis. And of course, it needs hope. And above all, it requires courage to change. So why aren't I changing? I want hope. I want 
all these things in my life. I have a blueprint tucked up under my arm, but I take two steps forward. I take one step back. I've even gone the wrong direction. I've gone down way too many dead ends. Positive mental transformation always necessitates releasing or letting go of what does not serve you now. Positive mental transformation always necessitates releasing or letting go of what doesn't serve you right now. In the 1880s, American pioneers seeking a better life, they met their geographical challenges of mountains, rivers, deserts, and plains. Well, they did that by lessening their loads Many mountain passes that offered trails over the Rocky Mountains into the promised land of California. These trails were littered with discarded pianos, grandma's china, farm equipment, and personal belongings. By lightening the load, the wagon could make its arduous journey over the Rocky Mountains. It was mandatory. It was a necessity. And similar to our forefathers, carrying your burdens with you as you travel your mental journey for simplicity, balance, and abundance, that's an arduous, maybe even impossible task. You must discard what slows you down. I once asked four young professional athletes to run three separate 100-yard races on three subsequent days. Once each race was over, uh, the young athletes, their individual times were recorded by me, and they were only competing for their best individual time. That was their assignment. However, prior to the first race, They were asked to think about the challenges in their sport as they ran. These thoughts while running produced each runner's worst performance. That was their worst. Prior to the second race, they were asked to think about their vision for success as if it was waiting for them at the finish line. That was their only thought. And thinking about their vision, well, you guessed it, that produced the fastest times for all four young professional athletes in the race. And prior to the last race, I gave them no instructions except run as fast as you can. And all the race times were close uh, to each runner's best. The results of the last race where they had no thought well, that showcased their second best result. Thinking about your challenge, they were slower. Having hope and picturing a vision of success, waiting for them at the finish line, well, that was their best. And thinking nothing, no instruction, just run as fast as you can. It was close to their best, but it was still their second best results. Running with the burden of your challenges produces your worst result, while running with hope will produce your best. 
running with the burden of your challenges, holding it in your mind, maybe putting it down for a second, but picking back up that challenge. That'll produce your worst, your worst performance. But if you can run with hope, that will produce your best. As you experience the last remaining days of Q4 and this year, it may be time to release everything in your life that's holding you back. What's holding you back? You may need to tear down that safety net that we've all placed under us, that psychological safety net. Now, you need to get up on that high wire, cut down the safety net, and go for it. It's time to release negative thoughts and emotions, bad physical habits, negative mental habits, unhealthy relationships, old hurts, old jealousies, grudges, resentments, regrets, anything that burdens your mind, it needs to be released before you can ascend to a more peaceful purposeful life. I watched my father and my uncle, his only sibling, his brother. I watched them for 25 years not talk to each other. I wasn't allowed to go to my cousin's house blocks away from where I lived. Seriously? All because of resentment, grudge, regret, Decades. Seriously? Two brothers? This happens. I want to walk through your life right now. If you're at a place where you can put it on a sheet of paper, uh, what I'm going to say, great. If not, just have it in your mind's eye. You are more than just one person. You have yourself. That's just about your nutrition, your spirituality, it's your physical well-being. That's you. And you, you got to be your own best friend. That's got nothing to do with your wife, your husband, your kids, your boss, your direct reports, your company. It's got nothing to do with that. This is just you, your self-arena. Then you've got your personal finance, changing your pocket, equity in your house, your net worth, your assets, your liabilities, personal finance. Then you have your career, your J-O-B. Then you have your friends. Then you have your children and your parenting arena. And then your relationship with your significant other. And yes, you're the son or you're the daughter of those loving parents that you grew up with decades ago. And you have siblings. You have a hobby. Maybe you have a charity. So these arenas are on the table right now. So let's walk through each one, but you're going to ask yourself these questions as you peruse and review each of these arenas. Let your answers inspire you toward a better life. And let's see if we can manufacture more hope. So in your self arena, your wellness arena. What do you want? What do you want? I know when you get sick. I know when you get old. 
I know those wants will come more readily to the surface. I know that. I get it. I'll be approaching 70 soon. I, I understand that. It's real. What do you want? And what in that personal self arena do you need to clean up? Do you need to revamp? Do you need to go to bed at the same time? Do you need to wake up at the same time? What do you need to clean up? What do you need to revamp? What do you need to give up? What do you need to eliminate? Oh, alcohol? Okay, I got it. Uh, Staying up late, you're going to give that up and eliminate that? Good. What people do you need to remove from that part of your life that impacts that part of your life? Who do you need to avoid? Who do you need to change? Who do you need to add to help you in that arena of your life? And what habits do you need to remove, adjust, or add? Now let's talk about your personal finance. So what do you want? What do you need to clean up or revamp? Do you have an emergency fund that you regularly put weekly money into? So that once you hit that 90-day reserve, that something negative happens, I have no more income, I got 90 days I can live on, do you have more than that? What do you want in your personal finances? What do you need to clean up? What do you need to give up or eliminate? Well, maybe there's some habits you need to give up, and you could take the money that those habits are costing you and put it into your personal finance goals. What people do you need? Need a CPA? You need a financial advisor? Who do you need to add? Who do you need to remove? Who do you need to avoid? Yeah, I got to avoid Bobby. Always wants to go to the casino. Yep, we have a lot of fun. That costs me about a grand a month. (laughs) What habits do I need to remove, adjust, or add? How about your career? What do you want? Do you want to leave your job, start a new company on your own? Do you want to get into the tech business? What do you What do you want? What do you want? What do you need to clean up and revamp? What do you need to give up or eliminate? Remember, running with the burden of their challenges, it produced their worst results while running with hope produced their best. Those four professional athletes I coached. Friends, what do you want? What do you need to clean up? What do you need to give up or eliminate? And what people need to be added to your friendship list and who needs to be removed and who do you need to avoid? It may be time to release everything in your life that's holding you back. And how about your personal relationship? What do you want there? I know you remember when you had hope before you got married. You had hope before you moved in with your significant other. But what do you want? What do you want out of this relationship? And what do you need to clean up or revamp? Do you have shared routines or do I have my routines and she or he has his routines and we're two ships sailing in the night, passing each other? Hi, good morning. As we're working multiple jobs, What do I need to give up or eliminate? 
in my relationship to make it better? And what people do I need to add? Do, do we need a counselor? Do I need a counselor? Do I need somebody to talk to? What needs to be changed? What needs to be removed? What needs to be avoided? And what habits can I remove, adjust, or what habits do I need to add? Do I wake up happy? Do I go to bed happy? That's a great habit. I heard that on the Jim Fannin Show. I tried it. It was great for a week. But do I need that more? Do I need to make that a positive, regular routine in my life? And how about parenting? Parenting's fun. Parenting is exhausting. Are you kidding me? Parenting is frustrating. If you have a teenager, parenting is sometimes impossible. You've got a big fight on your hands. You're fighting their peer group, your kids' peers. They're dictating what they wear, what they say, how they talk, what they listen to, their hopes, their dreams. Gosh, I, I used to be the influencer, and now at 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, the peer group, <laughs> that's a mighty challenge. So what do you want as a parent? What do you expect from your kids? Do you expect too much? What needs to be cleaned up? Well, we never have dinner together. We're always just grabbing food. We're going to soccer. We're going to baseball. Uh, we're going to music. We're, we're going to lots of stuff after school. What do you need to give up and eliminate regarding parenting? What people do I need to add, change, remove, or avoid? And what habits do I need to remove, adjust, or add? Am I the best parent I can be? What do I want? And now let's talk about your mom and your dad, because you're a son, you're a, you're a daughter. You love them. You don't always like them, and they love you. They probably don't always like you. But it's still family. It's still mom. It's still dad. But what do you want in that relationship? What do you need to clean up? What do you need to give up? What do you need to eliminate? Asking the wrong questions? Do you need to avoid drama? And what's this relationship between you and your mom and you and your dad? What does it need? And what habits can you improve, adjust, or add? And now just like my father not speaking to his brother, for decades, holding a grudge, holding this animosity, it impacted two families, not just two brothers, two families, not knowing my cousins, not allowed to speak to them, not allowed to go over there. You know, in hindsight, it's like, man, this is nuts. This is crazy. This is silly. But it happened. And I lived it. And maybe you're living it too right now. What do you need to do and what do you want out of your sibling arena? What do you need to clean up or revamp? What do you need to give up or eliminate? And it may be how you talk to them. Do you ask questions? Do you know about their kids, your nieces and nephews? What habits do you need to remove, adjust, or add? Running with the burden of your challenges, it'll produce your worst results. While running with hope, well, that's going to produce your best. 
if you're already on this mental migration of hope, this mental journey to a simple, bountiful, balanced life, well, if you're already on that journey, you may re-ask these questions. And if you're just starting the journey, you may need to give them a lot more judicious thought and care and just listen to somebody on a podcast. Even though many migrants are unsure of their fate, they all have one thing in common. Hope. They hope for a better place than where they are right now. Hope that knows if you stay where you are, hope will soon diminish. You got to see what you want. You got to understand the challenges and accept them. They are what they are. And know the risks of your movements, your decisions, understand what they are, and then commit to action with a sense of urgency in any of these arenas. But I know there's probably one arena that's nagging and gnawing and getting under your skin, and it's causing the negative residue that can easily spill into the other facets of your life. Commit to a positive action of change with hope and a sense of urgency. Receive addition by subtraction. Purposefully move with hope to this place of simplicity, balance, and abundance. Can you have it all? Absolutely. When you've reduced your load, you've got to reduce the, the burden of carrying around negative thoughts and negative feelings. You got to get rid of it. And look, as you run with hope toward whatever visions and goals you have, don't forget to hold out your hand, a helping hand, and take people with you. At a recent party, I I witnessed hope being packaged and soon to be delivered through an act of kindness. And this kind of stunned me. I I was with a whole bunch of people. We'd gathered out on a balcony, and and I had a question for this small group. So what's on your bucket list? Do you have a bucket list? And and the answers were, I'd like to walk the Great Wall of China. And a couple of people had done that. But that's what one person had on the bucket list. One person said, I want to visit the ancient ruins of Machu Picchu in Peru. That's awesome. I want to run with the bulls in Pamplona. I want to run with the bulls. I want to tour the world in 90 days. And then I turned and asked six foot six, 270 pound Albert. So what's on your bucket list? And without hesitation, he said, buy a house for a homeless man. And the group on the balcony was stunned to silence. A man this big would be expected to have big dreams and a pretty big bucket list. But no, not this guy, not Albert. His instant thought was an image of a future kind act that would seek no fanfare, no ballyhoo, none. And it turned out, after talking to Albert, he had had this thought for some time. And he's determined He's going to manifest this vision of kindness. And while he's running his migration of hope to whatever his dreams are, he's 
got a savings account that's growing weekly with kind deposits of money in order to deliver hope to the hopeless. So as you run with hope, don't forgive, don't forget to give hope to others. I mean, offering a kind act with no thought of a personal return, boy, that eludes most people in our chaotic, selfish world today. However, kind acts delivered with love and caring, they have positive returns for the giver. We feel better. We feel proud. We feel hope. It even bolsters our own personal self-esteem. The receiver of an unsolicited, compassionate act typically reflects genuine gratitude. And it's this return that places this experience in indelible ink inside the skulls of both participants. As you run with hope toward the end of this year, don't forget, hold out your hand, a kind hand, and help somebody that might be hopeless. Do you remember all your kind acts? I mean, hopefully there's too many that to even count. I remember my first kind act. This is decades and decades ago, but I remember it as if it was yesterday. It was a cold night in Windsor, Ontario, and mom, dad, and me, the three of us, dined in a very inexpensive diner during our only vacation of our lives, the only one we ever took. And this trip from Eastern Kentucky, hills of Appalachia. It was special for lots of reasons because my parents saved for years just to drive to Canada, spend the night in a shabby economy motel, and check out Niagara Falls. And, and so my mom bought on layaway. Remember layaway? There used to be layaway. An inexpensive white sport coat. My first and only white sport coat. And she bought it for the trip, put it on layaway. So toward the end of dinner, my parents started talking about something. I didn't know what they were talking about, but I didn't want to be at the dinner anymore. And I asked mom and dad, can I go outside and just kind of hang out in front of the restaurant? They could see me through the window. Okay. So I, I excused myself. I got up and walked outside. And two young boys my age walked by, and one of them started admiring my new coat. And they looked needy. They looked poor, even though we were poor. But they looked very, very poor. And looking needy, one of one of the boys said, I wish I could have a coat like that someday. And I didn't even think. I just took my coat off and I gave it to him. No questions asked. The guy put on my coat and he walked away. No thought immediately. Now, I felt awesome. What a kind act, and I don't know how it happened. I don't know how it happened that quickly, but I felt good about it. And then suddenly, within uh, seconds of my good deed, man, a knot in my stomach revealed uh, my apprehension to return to the dinner table with my parents. Yeah, we were poor at this time of our lives. The trip had been promised for years, and it was a financial hardship for both mom and dad. Oh, my God, what are they going to say to me? What would they do? So I returned to the table, coatless. My parents looked me in the eye, and they started crying. My dad cried. He never cried. My dad cried. 
My mom, she always cried. She cried when she was happy or sad. My mom started crying. They had witnessed through the front window my first major act of kindness. They didn't say anything about my coat. Can you believe that? They didn't see say anything about my coat. And I eventually, I paid off the layaway balance. I paid that off for my paper route. I felt great about my good deed of kindness, and I still wonder, 60 years later, what happened to those boys? How'd they turn out? Go back in your mind. Remember that act of kindness that you got so much for it like a boomerang? I know you have. This podcast is it's about hope. It's about unselfish acts of kindness. I know I can do so much more, and so can you. We all can. It's not about money. It's not about recognition. It's not about being a do-gooder. It's just about being kind when kindness is needed. That's it. My friend Jimmy. I love Jimmy. Jimmy, he donates time. He donates money. He helps a disabled friend every month with errands, chores, bought the guy new wheelchair. I've never heard Jimmy complain. I've never heard him seek recognition. He just does it because he's a kind soul. That's why he's my friend. America, we've always been a nation with a big heart of giving, but it begins with you. It begins with me. Give a smile, get a smile. This costs nothing but good intention. Offer to cut the Elderly neighbor's grass, volunteer at the local health center, donate time or money to a local charity. Recently, I was on a uh, a bus, uh, take me to the airport uh, rental car, an older woman. She got on board. She didn't have a place to sit. And a little voice whispered in my ear, get up and give her your seat. Thanks, Mom. I learned much of my kindness, most of it from you. Run with hope. Run with hope. Be kind. America needs you. And now let's do a quick score check at the Zone Cafe. You know, the Zone is that purposeful, calm feeling that nothing goes wrong. And when you're in that Zone, you are bristling with hope. You definitely have it. But the Zone is real. It's physical. It's mental. And I discovered five markers that you possess right now, but when they're high, each of these markers at their highest and they're balanced simultaneously, a real phenomenon that athletes call the zone, it will arrive. You'll read faster. You'll retain more information in the zone. This is not just for the superstar athlete. It'll make you a better person being in the zone. It's a quest every day that most peak performers have. So now you're driving in your car and you're going to pull up to the Zone Cafe. Can you see the neon lights? They're blinking and we're cooking here. We're cooking in the back. High levels of self-discipline, a blueprint tucked up under your arm, patience, persistence, strategy, tactics, Discipline, the only form of discipline, self-discipline. Do you need some of that? Because we got a big batch of it back here. And if you do, say, yes, I need self-discipline in my life. Maybe you can say it for any arena that we've gone over in this uh, episode. 
self-discipline. But maybe you do have a blueprint, but you put it down, you pick it up, you put it down, you pick it up, you're off and on. This week, I'm locked in, I'm focused. Next week, I'm meandering, I'm easily distracted. Is that you? Overthinking? Overtrying? Looking left, looking right for the shiny dime of other opportunities? Not focused on the task at hand? Do you need concentration? We got a bucket of it back here that once you get the concentration, you'll lessen your load. You'll have less visions, less goals, like you're throwing them out from that Conestoga wagon before you go up the pass over the Rockies. That'll help your concentration. If you need that, take it, concentration. Focus on it. But maybe, maybe you need optimism, the belief and expectancy that everything will turn out. And, of course, this show is about that. This show is about one aspect of that optimistic, uh, intangible hope. And if that's what you need, take it. Sell you on the awesomeness of you. Optimism. But maybe life's a challenge. Maybe there's some unforeseen things that have happened. Maybe there's an illness. Maybe there's an accident. You never saw it coming. But here it is on your doorstep, and it's created wringing hands, biting that little piece of skin on the inside of your mouth when you worry. Yeah, that's low relaxation. That's no relaxation. That's negative stress that can back up like a toilet, and it'll hide in every part of your body, mostly your muscles, constricting poor circulation and just continually manifesting fear and anxiety. Do you need relaxation? We got a cool, cool drink with a big straw of relaxation. One sip and you're now breathing six to eight breaths a minute. Jaw is unhinged, tongue's floating. Yes, peaceful, tranquil, smooth, easy, relaxed. Is that what you need? Because we got some relaxation, but maybe, maybe just don't have the passion right now. Maybe you need a little zip, you know, in your step, a little pep. Maybe you need some enthusiasm. Maybe you need more smiles. Maybe you need a little dopamine, a little adrenaline. Maybe you need some enjoyment. That's the happy meal we're cooking back here to wake up with it happy and go to bed with it happy. So what do you need? S. C-O-R-E, together it forms a domino-like chain where you're only as strong as the weakest link. And that's what the Zone Cafe is all about. It's that, that one little time of the day when you can say, okay, I'm off balance. And being aware of what's off balance fixes it 90% of the time. How cool is that? Just awareness. So the score check or the Zone Cafe... That's awareness focusing tool. And you can do that anytime from any arena that you're in. Run with hope, everybody. Join this migration of hope, the great migration, a psychological, mental movement of extreme positivity. And the zone? Be in the zone. It's the only place to be. Until next week, I'm your zone coach, Jim Fannin. Later, everybody. I'll talk to you soon.
This has been America's Most Positive Podcast, The Jim Fannin Show. Get more of Jim's knowledge, experience, and tips, as well as what's coming up on the show now at jimfannin.com. And make sure to follow Jim on Twitter, at Jim Fannin. This has been The Jim Fannin Show on Radio Influence. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.